Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer, and today we are talking about team mayhem 2022. We could probably make a new series on team mayhem every year, and maybe we will do that in the future. But this is our first team mayhem video series, and it is uh, specially branded for 2022. Teams, of course, are something we've been dealing with for many years in our industry. I want you to make sure you understand that, that teams is not a defined term in Washington law, but there is a lot of guidance in the license law and the agency law and the WACS, the Washington Administrative Code, all of which regulates the operation of teams because teams are made up of real estate brokers who are part of real estate firms or who are licensed to real estate firms. So much so that we actually published, Washington Realtors published an article back in 2014, an article called Framework, the Framework for Teamwork. And in that article, we, we lay out a, a lot of nuts and bolts for team operations and there's a link at the bottom of this video for you to be able to access that 2014 article. It's a good starting place for you uh, if you're trying to figure out some of the concepts that we're gonna talk about in this video, because I'm not gonna go back to those basics. Instead, I'm gonna talk about the 2022 version of issues that we're seeing. And if, you, if I haven't already lost you because you say, hey, I'm not a team member, so I must not care about this, hang on, because some of what we're gonna talk about may apply to you even if you're not actually on a team. I'm gonna give you three scenarios that we're seeing a lot of in the industry right now, and every one of them is troublesome. Moreover, the Department of Licensing is aware of all three of these models, and my word, not theirs, the models are appalling from a regulatory standpoint. What are those three models that I wanna talk about in this? This is probably gonna be a three-part video series. The three models that we're going to focus on in this um, include the first model, which is let's say there is a team. Let's say the team is located in Bellingham. Let's say that Bellingham team advertises that they are available statewide to meet the needs of consumers. Now, let's say that this Bellingham team consists of a handful of brokers, two, three, four brokers all of whom reside in Bellingham. Clearly, they cannot meet the needs of consumers in Walla Walla, Spokane, Colville, Kennewick, pick your community, Vancouver, if they're all experts in, or at least reside in, Bellingham. Now, that doesn't mean they can't get on a plane, but the business model that we're seeing that's so troublesome is that team recruits brokers in these different pockets around the state and says, hey, broker, you can work for us. We will pay you a weekly salary. We'll pay you a per showing salary or a compensation. We'll pay you a transaction fee. We'll pay you in any number of ways, but we, the team, are hiring you, the broker, and we will send you consumers in your area to whom you will provide real estate brokerage services on our behalf. 
business model one. Business model two, brokers advertise themselves as a showing service, kind of a concierge provider of real estate brokerage services. You might be, in the advertisement says something like, you might be busy, you might have a dinner date, you might be going out of town, you might just have too many transactions to handle, you might be located in a different geographical area. Whatever the problem, it's no longer a problem because all you have to do is hire me, a real estate broker, to meet the needs of your consumer. And I can do a one-time showing, I can meet an appraiser, I can meet an inspector, or I can handle a broader range of services for your consumer in my area. Business model two, business model three. This is the one that's gonna pick up a lot of you. You're a broker and you hire a transaction coordinator who's licensed to another firm. That transaction coordinator who's licensed to another firm coordinates your transaction as the title would indicate. They process your listing for you, they get it into the MLS, they help you create advertising, they dis disseminate the advertising, they take phone calls from, from other brokers, maybe scheduling phone calls, they might even give some information about the property, you get a buyer, you, they draft forms for you, maybe they're drafting a counter offer for you, maybe you're representing the buyer and your transaction coordinator drafts the offer for you. They're often licensed and so they can draft those forms themselves, as long as you give them the bare bones structure of where we're going, business model three. Now we're going to look at these three business models over the course of the next, well, this video and two more. Before we leave this video though, I want to handle one substantive issue and highlight a problem with all three business models. The first issue we're going to highlight is compensation. If we're in business model one, we're the Bellingham team and we hire a broker in Vancouver to be part of our team and work with consumers in the Vancouver area and we're gonna compensate them on a weekly salary basis or we're going to compensate them by sharing transaction uh, compensation commissions with them. The, the person who's receiving compensation is a licensed real estate broker. The person who's paying compensation is a licensed real estate broker, but not a licensed Washington real estate firm. The broker is being compensated for the provision of real estate brokerage services. Washington law is patently clear. Compensation to a broker for the provision of real estate brokerage services can come from one and only one source. And that one and only source is the real estate firm to which that broker is licensed. So if this broker is licensed to a firm down in Vancouver and they're being paid by a real estate broker, not a real estate firm, but a real estate broker licensed to a firm in Bellingham and those two firms are not the same firm, I hope you're seeing where the law violation comes in. The brokers are not, Washington law will not allow the Bellingham team to compensate the Vancouver broker. Business model two, I'm a showing service. 
You pay me $150 to meet your client at the property and I'll show them the property. I won't say a thing, lips are zipped. I'll let you do all the talking later. I'm just gonna open the door and show them the property. You pay me $150. When I open the door and, and, show, and show them the property, I'm providing real estate brokerage services. If a broker compensates me $150 for doing that, that broker has violated Washington law by paying compensation to me. I violated Washington law by receiving that compensation from somebody other than my firm. And that compensation was paid to me for, of course, the provision of real estate brokerage services. Business model three transaction coordinators are most often paid on a per transaction basis. How are they most often paid? They're most often paid from escrow. Escrow is given instructions to write the commission. The commission is earned through the MLS, of course, via a listing agreement between a seller and a listing firm. The compensation is paid from the consumer to the listing firm. The listing firm often shares it with a cooperating member of the, of the MLS, the buyer broker's firm. Now we have two firms who have earned compensation. Listing firm is allowed to share it with the buyer broker's firm. No other firms are involved in this transaction. Let's say it's the buyer broker's firm that's also working with the transaction coordinator who's licensed to a third firm. The funds belong, the funds are compensation earned by the buyer broker's firm. The buyer broker's firm cannot direct compensation to a broker who is a transaction coordinator licensed to a different firm directly from escrow. The buyer broker's firm can share compensation with another firm. So the, the buyer broker's firm can share compensation with the transaction coordinator's firm who can then pay the transaction coordinator but the buyer broker's firm cannot direct compensation directly to the transaction coordinator who's licensed to a different firm. To do so is to violate Washington's license law. In the subsequent videos in this series, we're gonna talk about really important topics. We're gonna to use these same three business models. So you might have to come back and re-remind -re yourself of these three business models as we talk about supervision, record keeping, agency, and advertising in the next two videos. Thank you for being a Washington Realtor member. And if you have questions on any of these topics or others, send an email to me, legalhotline at warealtor.org.